guys. Good afternoon and welcome to episode 37 of At the Coffee Table podcast. My name is Jason Klink, your host, and I bring you this podcast just about every week where we pull up a chair to the virtual coffee table. We talk about anything and everything and hopefully come up with a solution or two. This week, I am blessed with the presence of my neighbor, my partner, and my Rila, Hugh Hanks. Uh, Hugh recently uh, got into the, the real estate business with Next Home. Uh, he's also a financial advisor and a brand new mortgage loan originator. Um, but we wanted to do this podcast here today to talk about you know how current events are affecting the financial markets and real estate markets and what it looks like going going forward into 2021. I don't I don't know about Hugh, but I've had a, a ton of questions about real estate and what it looks like for next year. Um, and Hugh and I have had a couple of text message conversations. Uh, to go along with this episode of the podcast, we got our, our cocktail Friday happy hour um, because you know what it is Friday, so why not? Uh, Hugh, thanks for joining me here today. You're welcome. Thank You're welcome. you for having me. Cheers. Um, so I know you and I had were, were kind of texting back and forth the other day because I found it interesting to say the least how like my stocks were, they said, you know, that there was going to be a vaccine. So the stocks took off like a rocket. And then two days later, oh, well, it's going to be wild for the vaccine. And oh, by the way, the COVID cases are sky high and it fell off a cliff yeah. in one day. Now, I did notice today that they're a little bit better because of the some of the financial news. But um, you and I were discussing how, you know, all these factors playing into the numbers, so to say, in the numbers game. And um, you, you you had said, you know, besides the whole presidency holdup and COVID and everything else, that's all playing the factors. Um, so I, I guess, can you expand on that a little bit? Yeah, so market, when you're looking at the market, you're looking at buyers and sellers. Buyers and sellers, they make up the market just like real estate. So if if buyers are happy and thrilled about what's going on, they're just buying up stocks left and right. So yeah. with that being said, the prices start to go up. But when sellers aren't too happy and they feel like the future isn't too promising, right? that's when they start selling off and that's when you see market drop. So when it gets to a certain number of people just being like, ah, I'm not sure that our future is looking bright today. They're just yeah. going to start selling off. And you, that's when the stocks really dive. So they take everything into account, whether it be the climate, whether it be COVID, whether it be our elections, or anything new that just came out. Yeah. And, you know, I, I look at it. I mean, money's always fluid. Assets are fluid. We, we, you know, we know that it's all about how you move it around. And, you know, I, I took some tips earlier this year because I wanted to invest more and, you know, it's the whole buy low, sell high concept. I mean, that's not rocket science. So a lot of the stuff was low. A lot of like the airline stock was low. The, the resort um, hospitality stocks were low. Um, You had talked about, the COVID stocks, so to say, as far as you said, what Target, Walmart, Netflix, Costco, 
Yeah, Costco. Costco, and then like the the Netflix. I tell you what, I wish I I, I knew. <laughs> I wish in January I knew to buy Zoom stock. Zoom, like, yeah, we yeah. talked about Zoom, yes. Yeah. That, that would have been ideal um, in January to buy Zoom stock because you'd be sitting pretty, pretty sweet. Now, I saw the other day that, you know, the tech stocks were doing well and some of the other, you know, and then the financial outlook for travel, the travel and hospitality industry didn't look good until they dropped a bit. Um, and then I think about, oh, you know what I did see the other day, too, is. I've always considered real estate stocks, you know, cheap. Yeah. You know, um, and I seen that the other day that like there was a suggestion to buy real estate stock. And I'm like, what, really? But if you think about it, and we know from our business, real estate's been solid. Solid. The entire year. Absolutely solid. And, you know, those companies like EXP and other ones that are, are um, you know, public um, they've done pretty, pretty well this year because real estate has been solid. I agree. And the construction that goes with the real estate stocks, they've been booming as well. Yeah. Um, it, it's, it, it's interesting to say at least. And then you think about, um, you think about the, how this is all, this whole current environment has affected or not affected real estate. But I think it's what it's affecting real estate here is just recently um, because we, we came out of COVID, we came out of the lockdowns, we hit we hit May, and this is before you got in the business, and, and it took off like a rocket ship. Mm-hmm. And it, it's been like that all summer. And just recently in the last month, we've hit this typical fall plateau is like I, I like to call it. Um, but I also think there's some uncertainty there. Now, don't get me wrong. I, I still, from what everything I've read and watched that, our market, especially the local market, is going to stay this way into the beginning of next year with the lower mortgage rates, high buyers, no inventory, um, and higher home values. Um, but it almost seems like there's some hesitation in the last few weeks based on who knows who's going to be president, other, other than the fact that, that Joe Biden's you know, supposedly won the election. But there's all these uncertainties. Um, and COVID's sky high now. So now we're back to, do people really want other people in their homes, you know? Yeah. And when I, when I think about the bigger picture, I think about, yeah, there is a whole bunch of uncertainty and there's precautions to having people into your homes and, and being next to people during this COVID outbreak. Right. it's given us some time to improve on us as salespeople. So it's like, what else can we do to to bring people um, closer to the market or closer to purchasing? What can we do better? What can we do to enhance their their support and then leaning on us? Right. So this is the time to do that. So we have to introduce more and better education for those potential buyers. Yeah, you know, it's, it's so with the, all the stuff that's going on and whatever's going on in D.C., whatever went on with the election, really, I mean, it plays a factor in our lives. But down on the micro level, when it comes to business, other than the, the businesses that are being shut down, but on the micro level, 
Um, that all that drama and all that craziness really is very little factors in our personal lives. On the macro level, yeah, in the grand scheme of things, sure. Um, so, like you said, how can we enhance people's experience? How can we encourage um, our customers, our clients, you know, investors, and so on? to stay the line and prepare themselves for whatever they might, you know, if they're buying a home, selling a home, buying stocks, selling stocks, whatever. Um, and I think it just comes down to just sharing information and, and, and you know, human to human. Yeah. Caring, you know, I agree. Cause the more, conver- I, I say this all the time with my wife, the more conversations that we are able to have with each other, that's when that ingenuity and better ideas start start coming up. Like yeah. there's a conversation that you and I had. It's like, wow, I didn't think about that earlier in the day. Right. But because we had a conversation, right. it ended up arising. Yeah. Yeah. You know, there's, there's something about saying uh, there's something about, you know, having that, that collective thought process and, and the masterminds and stuff like that. Um, and I think that even with everything that's gone on this year, because 2020 by any stretch of the imagination has been a bear, but yeah. if it wasn't for the lockdown period in March and April, that I, I may not have gotten this, may or may not have gotten this podcast off the ground. You're right. we home and it, we had the time and we were trying to figure out a way to provide as much value and share as much information um it, it was the opportune time to start this podcast and, and tell you what i've had a blast ever since so and I, and that's why i try to do it you know at least once a week um with with different people and and to get those different pers- perspectives so and i think for you i mean correct me if i'm wrong but for you it's it, you know you really got a lot of achievement out of this year between you know getting the, your real estate license and starting your real estate business and and promoting your financial advising and so on. Um, you know, it's just, it, it's, there's been a lot of light and a lot of darkness at the same time. I agree. It's you've helped me a lot. Just you just showing up and doing things consistently every single day without fail. So just seeing you do stuff like that encourages me to keep going and do the same. And then pick your brain here and there. So there's a, there's a, if it, like you said, if it wasn't for the lockdown, I wouldn't have jumped into real estate. I wouldn't have had time to, to showcase me. I would have just been doing my nine to five or nine to 12 or whatever it is. I would have just been doing that. But, but now I see the potential and I see the need and the hunger because I want more. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, really, you know, you get bit by that, that bug, that entrepreneurial bug, and, and you just want, and it's, uh, I have a difficult time sometimes, um, because I, uh, patience is not my virtue, <laughs> and I, I want to speed up the clock and speed up the gears and get results and, and, and hurry up and get to the goals, um, because it's like you get to that goal, and then you want the next goal, and then you want the next goal. You know, and, I, and that's just, that's the way it's been for, you know, three or four years now. Yeah. So it's, it, <laughs> yeah, it's, um, that's my challenge. Patience is my challenge. 
but it, it all makes sense and it, it all feels great when you do get to that goal. I consider yeah. it like whack-a-mole. So if you have 10 <laughs> goals on your head yep. and you have a, a mallet and then you knock down that one, it's going to take some time. You still have nine around you, but as soon as you get one down, you get the next one and the next one. Yep. I guarantee better ideas and better methods come from knocking down those goals left and right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 100%. One by one. Yep. I think and, and this is really the time of year where that that cranks up. And, and you and I talked about this and I had conversations with other our other partners in, in at next home, too, is, you know, now is the time of year to, you know, you ramp up your goal planning, your business planning and figure out your numbers and getting and and I think that goes along along the lines for our, our customers and clients too. Is now is a good time to to make that plan for for the beginning of next year. Um, you know, it's it, it's you, know, you have conversations with other colleagues in the business, and you, you know, you ask them, you know, what you, what was your numbers from this year? What did you hit your goals? And a lot of times you get, I don't know. Uh, and it's like, come on, you gotta, that's the only way to, to pour the gas on the fire is to have that plan and to know those numbers. You're right. This is the time. Yep. It's, it's November right now. Yeah. I think, you know, those that, that wait to do planning to mid December, they're losing out. Um, I was just talking the other day, how what we do right now is going to provide for us in like March. Yes. What we're doing right now, we'll pay dividends in, in four to five months. Exactly. Uh, and, you know, if we're sitting on our hands right now waiting for, you know, oh, well, nothing's going on. We'll sit on our hands and wait for, for February. Um, man, be so far behind. Exactly. Just like if you have a bill coming up. And if you sit around and wait, wait to the very last moment in February to try to figure out what you're about to do. It's yeah. not going to be pretty for you. Mm -hmm. and, um, I'm all right with the slow play, too. The slow play and getting people on board and getting people educated and knowing yep. that anybody can have or anyone can buy a home. You just have to know the, the proper steps. Right. So I'm okay with showcasing and letting them know exactly the proper steps to take. That was one of the reasons why I wanted to, to go down that route of being a financial coach and right. being a mortgage loan originator just for the education purposes so I could tell my clients or my customers. Yeah, no, no doubt that that's, you know, those type of offerings, those multiple offerings just makes the whole process more complete for people, especially when it comes to real estate. Um, and one of the things I was going to say is that, um, you know, when you're when you're sitting here and, and you're trying to put that all together, you know, it it takes. I just had the conversation. Well, I, I have continual conversations with. I have these these longtime clients. It's a husband and a wife, and they tried to buy a home a couple of years ago, and they had they come to find out really financially they weren't in a place where they could buy the, buy the home. Mm -hmm. So long story short, they were given a plan of what they needed to do in order to buy a home. And, and it's it's going to take them about a year and a half to, to complete that plan. But I hear faithfully, I hear from from this couple every couple of months saying, yep, we're still doing this. And this is what we did. And this is what we accomplished. And I'm telling they're like, by the time April comes, we'll be ready to buy our home. Beautiful. 
you know, and, and it's one of those things where they, they listen, they took the information, they did their research and, and they know what their goal is. Um, it's tough for some folks that just want to go to the end step yeah. <laughs> home yeah. and, and they get mad or frustrated because there's stuff in the way of, you know, that they need to take care of getting to that point. But leading up to that point, and then when they finally get to that day when they do and are able to buy that home, they just learn so many things about right. themselves in right. that time period, Yep, which is huge. It, it carries weight. It's yep. not easy to do, but it can just kind of change your whole trajectory. No, yeah. Without a, I mean, and speaking of that, I mean, you and I, I, I know we look alike. But yes. we're kind of <laughs> we're kind of we're kind of cut from the same cloth uh, of the fact that you know we've done the shift work we've yeah. done the eight hour shift work or more yeah. and it wasn't enough we know we were hungry for something else something that a little bit more meaning a little bit more drive a little bit more motivation um, and we just went out and and did what we had to do in order to to put that together and i think if anybody's listening that um you're you're kind of in a in a rut or you're stuck and i've talked about this before about being stuck you know you, you almost you have to fling open that door look over the cliff and jump without the parachute and it's scary <laughs> as hell yeah and it, it is probably one of the more more difficult decisions you'll make especially if you're jumping out of comfortable you're jumping out of that nine to five or 2 p.m. to 10 p.m. or whatever it might be, Monday, you know, four days a week or five days a week. And you're jumping into the unknown abyss of, you know, there's there's no safety net there. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it, do you agree? I agree. And one of the things that was the most powerful coming from you was when you told me about just getting your voice out there and getting yeah. yourself out there. Because everyone's afraid of what they sound like. <laughs> but what did you tell me? Do you remember what you told me about what you sound like on video? Uh, it's, I can tell anyone that's jumping into social media marketing is, and I heard this from an influencer. I didn't make this up. I'm not going to take credit for it. <laughs> uh, you, you sound like what you sound like. So Exactly. That was huge for me. But people, when they're listening to us, know what we sound like and they know what we look like. And they know if they're really close, they know what our mannerisms are. So yeah. it's throwing caution in the wind and, and just do it because, you know, I just did. And, you know, this I just did a marketing class for for next home here locally. And that's what some of the, the agents were saying. Well, you know, I don't like the way I look on camera or I don't like the way I sound on camera. Mm -hmm. It's like, you know, it, it's it's all and we're, I mean, I think we're touching a little bit of everything here today, but <laughs> when we're talking about marketing and branding, it's, you know, the stuff that I've learned from the influencers I've learned it from, you know, it's just being you, Be you, know, you. you know, humans want to deal with humans, you know, and I didn't make that up either, but humans, humans want to deal with humans. They can smell salespersons coming a mile away and they can smell scripts coming a mile away. Yeah. Um, and I just had that conversation the other day, too, about about scripts. You know, there, there's some merit to them. But, the, you know, if you're if you're if you don't make it sound natural and make it sound like it came from you and script and people are going to be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> you're right. The only the only scripts that are helpful are the ones that are coming from the pharmacist. 
Right. <laughs> so it's like if we're being real, we don't yeah. need scripts. It's it's genuine. Yeah. It's it's in us. You know, I think I think we work. If you're in this these businesses, you work with some type of script per se, because it's what you know. So you're you're providing information, but you provide it so much that that it's a reoccurring conversation. So it it comes out. And it's almost a script, but it's the same information you're trying to provide to everyone. Oh, yes. You put your little touch on it. Right. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's just like the only in real estate, the, the only script I really use is what I learned from Ricky Carruth of EXP, who does real estate coaching. Is and, and so I tell agents this all the time, memorize this line. Is there anything at all I can do for you today? Because that's really genuine, you know, and it's not. You, you're, you're trying to earn their business, but you're just trying to figure out if there's anything you can do. And it could be as simple as providing a referral to a, to a mortgage lender mm-hmm. and, and that's it. You know, they may or may not do business with you, but at least you did something. Yeah. You're providing a service. Right. And that's, that's human decency. And that's what, that's what humans want. Yeah. Yep. And it's like, you know, and, and I really kind of appreciate the fact of like next home that, that we, that we do real estate for it. Um, embraces the you know humans over houses yeah and and, and you know it's business to humans it's humans over transactions and not worrying how much how many transactions you close because you see a lot of big big real estate companies and more power to them but they 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 put out there about how many transactions they've closed and how much gci they've done in the last six months and that's fine and you should be proud of what you the work that you do but it shouldn't be all about that i agree it's no. about the the human factor of like camaraderie too. Right. That's what I like about Next Zone. It, yep. it doesn't seem like you're competing, and it's, it doesn't seem cutthroat. So right. It seems like everyone's working with you. They want you to be better. And, and here's what it transcends to: is is transcends to, to having relationships and friendships with the clients that you're working with, because yeah. a majority of my clients are still friends of mine. To the to this day, some of them good friends now, um, because of of the service I provided. But you you have that you got to have that connection. You got to have that human to human connection to be able to make any business relationship work. I agree, and especially with a transaction like a home. Yeah, it's like you're you're there during that big stressful, and it could be intimate moment of right. making that decision to like yes, you know what, I'm going to sign on the dotted line. I'm ready to be a homeowner, which is a, right, right. a, a smart thing to do because a lot of people, I would say the majority, a high majority of the people, that is their biggest net worth is their home. Biggest asset. The, the biggest asset. So if you add up your net worth, your home, it could be at the end of the day when you pay off your home, it could be an extra couple hundred thousand. Added to your asset as an asset, yep. To your net worth. We were. I was just talking about this today too. Is right now, if, if people that are on the fence of selling a home, or they've been on the on the fence this year, is is to think about um, the equity they currently have. You know, if you can cash in on that equity because you want to upsize, or maybe you want to downsize, but if you want to get into you know a nicer home, um, there's. Currently, there's equity. Now, the flip side of that, and, and the problem that that the real estate business might have going forward, is 
uh, home values are have gone. I mean, we're 17 or 18 percent higher this year than we were <laughs> last year. Yeah. So now we're eating away at that future equity, mm-hmm. eating away at the future equity. So now you have that sweet spot of selling your home if you need to sell it within three to five years of being there. But now if you're eating away at that equity because you paid 15, 20, 25,000 dollars over list price, now you're five, seven plus years of cashing in on equity because you got to catch up because you because you added on and it, it's just the nature of the market, unfortunately. It, you know, if you want to get into that home you absolutely love, um, you, you got to be able to compete because there's probably 10 other people that want it too. You're right. Yeah. And I was just talking about it the other day on my podcast, Disclosures Are Prerequisites, that, you know, buyers and sellers, they both need each other. So yeah. when when the houses are selling or when the market's great, yeah. the builders are, are there. So when the builders are there in their building, they're only there because the market's great. Right. And, and their forecast is showing that, you know what, sellers are going to be selling their home and trying to move into these new new builds. Yeah. So they need each other. So we need that. When we do see that, we will let people know. Yeah. Yep. It's um, in the financial markets, the real estate markets, it's it's all about how much information you have. And you should never have a lack of information. I agree. Uh, you know, there's there's people that have gotten very good at selling their own homes. More power to them. You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> Facebook Marketplace and Craigslist, you can sell your own house. Knock yourself out. Um, and I've told people that before. I'll tell you how to sell your house. You you want to know how to sell your house on your own real estate? And I'll tell you how to do it. But mm-hmm. you also got to understand that you got to take in all the marketing, all the appointments. They you know you know and and negotiating your own deal. Negotiating. You know, and so on. So it's it it can be very challenging, even though people have gotten very good at it. Um, so, and I think, I think for the most part, when, when people appreciate the fact, when you, you bring them value by, by providing them that information. Yeah. It's free information that everyone should know, especially going to the biggest transaction, possibly the biggest transaction of your life. Yep. What's your, uh, what's your number one stock tip for 2021? Twenty twenty one. It all depends on uh, this this COVID, you know, because yeah. right now it's all it's all COVID related stocks. Right. So I, I kind of just been relying on COVID stocks until it's probably going to be until the spring. Yeah, easy. I, and I know that, um, you know, it's like we we talked about on the real estate end of things. I mean, things are going to be status quo unless there's a major interruption. Um, if for some reason mortgage rates, and you can't always yeah. predict that, but if for some reason mortgage rates take off and they're five, six percent, that'll that'll pop the bubble for, for the real estate industry. Yeah. Um, but nothing that's going on in the financial industry has even remotely affected the real estate in- industry other than mortgage rates, and it's been in the right direction. You're right. So how do we get more people willing to be investors? when looking at their equity. Yeah, you know, it's it's putting, I think it's putting them in front of the right people to get that information. You know, I think that um, if somebody's on the fence of, do I sell my house or not? Cause I have equity in it. I could take that equity, put it in a brand new home. I could take that equity downsize and then invest in something else. 
Um, do I take the equity in my home and, and do real estate investing? Yeah. That's, a, that's always an option too. Um, I think it's providing them the right information, showing Even to talk to them about it, it, that's if they want to buy or sell another, or if they want to buy another one. To show them the numbers, because a lot of people are visual. Yeah, people are visual, or they just yeah. want to see numbers. Yeah, because if you can show them, especially if you can show them the detail that they're looking for, right? Even before they're looking for it they'll understand. Yep, absolutely. And, and I'm thinking that the bigger, the bigger investor right now, they're probably most likely going to use some of their equity to buy a rental property. Yeah. Yep. And what's a, what's a good number, uh, a good percentage that someone should have that's available, like equity that's available? Well, that's a good one. Um, Cause I'm thinking around the lines of like 40%, 50%. Probably, you know, what you can look at too is when, when it comes to, to cashing in a home, home equity in your home it is the, is the loan to value because you're going to, you're going to have to refinance to be able to take out that equity. Yeah. So if you don't, have the equity, rates are great right now. Rates are great right now. Um, so if you're at a, if you're at a four or five, 6% mortgage rate on your current home, you know, the, the current mortgage rates from what I've seen have been wobbling around three, maybe less. Mm -hmm. So if you think about taking out a, a cash out refi to get, take advantage of that equity, but then you got to take into account what's the loan of value, you know, are they doing, chances are they're probably, the, the mortgage lender is not doing a hundred percent loan of value. They're probably no. doing 80, 80 or 90%. About 80%. Yeah. So that eats into the equity you're going to be able to take out. So like our homes where we live, you know, we moved in with instant equity and the mm -hmm. home value, going up, we still have instant equity, yeah. uh, but in an older neighborhood, something that was built in the forties and fifties, sixties, um, unless you've been there for 10, 15, 20 years, you probably don't have that amount of equity uh, because the home values are lower uh, and it takes a long period of time to gain that. So it's just the stuff that I, I I've learned from a mortgage lender, um, and those, those those people are the experts. People that we work with, they, those, are, those are the experts. They, they, they yeah. So moving forward, I I would say that getting those types of people into the market, and getting people that have never ever thought that it was possible for them to be in a home. Right. Because it is possible. Absolutely. You know, there's conventional, there's all these programs like first time home buyers programs, but, but even if it's like conventional loans or FHA loans, VA loans, there's ways yep. there's, that you can get in for cheap. Yeah. There's also, yeah, because a lot of them, even the conventionals, you can get a conventional 3% down. Yes. You're going to have to pay, you're going to have to pay, you know, the mortgage insurance, but you can get a conventional 3% down. You're right. So it's, it, like you said, there's always, there's and always you a way. You can always refinance that mortgage insurance in the future yep. to lower your price. Yep. 
Yeah, or or pay it off at closing. I've heard of other people paying, paying yeah. it. You know, if, if the mortgage company will let you, the you know, paying it off at closing, um, just so you can lower that mortgage payment. You're right. Yep. Well, Hugh, I think we've we've covered a little bit of everything like we always do here at the coffee table. Um, I, I appreciate your insight. I think every I think we brought everybody some great values, some insight on the current events um, that are uh, affecting our, you know the real estate industry, the the, the financial industry. Um, but we're here between you and I and the rest of our group, uh, our group at Next Home. We're always here to help out um, at any point. Reach out, send a DM, uh, even leave a comment. Leave a comment on this on this podcast. Share it with anybody that you might think of, you know would get any value out of it. That's that's how we're able to get get our uh, voice across and our, our information across. So, I'll find you on social media. Say that again. How do people find you on social media? All right. Yeah, you can find me on uh, Facebook, Hugh, H-U-E, Hanks, H-A-N-K-S. Or you can find me on Instagram as Big Business Moves. Big Business Moves. Yeah, B-I-G-B-I-Z-N-E-S-S Moves. There you go. Uh, follow follow uh, Hugh. You know, he puts out a, a, a lot of good uh, financial information. So make sure you follow him on, on social media and I'll make sure to have my Rila on. Marila, uh, make your real estate agent lovable again. My Rila. My Rila. I have a new one too coming soon too. Coming <laughs> soon. My broker. Make your broker real estate origination kind again. There it's coming. It's coming. Buy the merch. Buy the merch. Buy the merch. Financial. We will uh, we will talk at you later. And for everyone, we appreciate you uh, listening in and watching on the at the coffee table podcast. Again, we try to pull up our chairs one once a week and talk about anything and everything, and hopefully come up with a solution or two. Um, again, like, comment, and share if you would. And with that, take care of yourselves, take care of each other, and have a great yeah. night. Take care. Have a great night. Let us know what to talk about next. There you go. Thank you, Jay. Yep, you're welcome.